Living a well-balanced lifestyle goes beyond ensuring your finances are in order. Welcome to Keeping the Well in Wealthy with Barbara Archer from Hightower. Barbara speaks with wellness industry leaders and related professionals to share more than financial planning advice. She addresses your questions about living a healthy lifestyle at any age. Learn how to gracefully maneuver life's challenges with support and resources to guide you along the way. Barbara and the team at Hightower help you make a plan, make an investment, and make a difference in your own wealth and well-being, and in your families, and within your community. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Well in Wealthy with Barbara Archer, sponsored by Hightower. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to Keeping the Well and Wealthy with your host, Barbara Archer from Hightower. Barbara, how are you? I am having a great day today. How about you, Eric? Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good to see you. I, well, good every to time see we you. get together, I just you always have a smile on your face. You're always ready to grow. <laughs> you've always got amazing guests, and I learn a ton. So I'm excited for today. You've got another guest on the show. I do. So I'm going to start with asking you about self-care. Do you make time for yourself, Eric? Oh, boy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Recently, Barbara, recently I have. So there are a couple of different things. I think we've spoken on a previous podcast that I bought a bike. Right? right. So now I'm doing some bike riding and that is a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm sweating more than I have in a long time. <laughs> so that's a good thing. So I, I consider that uh, self-care, but also um, about twice a week, I walk down to a lake and I do a little bit of fishing just to, you know, uh -huh. get away and breathe some fresh air and catch some fish. I, I, I release them. It's a smaller lake. And so I want them to grow, but uh, I give them a kiss usually before I let them go, at least the first <laughs> one of the day. If I catch more than that, I yes, then it's just weird. Yeah, okay, well, good. Catch, you had really. me a little worried. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that we know more about me, can we move on? Please? Yeah, absolutely, Eric. Well, our guest today is Catherine Canadeo, and she's going to lead us through an exploration of self-care and how we might personalize it for ourselves. So listen into our conversation and um, give it some thought. We'll see if you can do more than fish kissing. <laughs> Okay. This is now, now I have a new nickname I don't want. All right, I got to go. Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> well, Catherine Canadeo is the CEO of Catherine Canadeo Health and Wellness Corp. As a holistic health coach, Catherine is board certified through the American Association of Drugless Practitioners, an integrative nutritionist and wellness ambassador, and an allied health member of the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. As a keynote speaker and often featured in the press, Catherine also is recognized as a leading expert as an integrative nutritionist and prevention magazine. Catherine coaches and customizes plans designed for many health-focused purposes, from weight loss to autoimmune disease to hormone imbalances and more. Today, though, we will focus on our topic of self-care. So welcome, Catherine. So nice to be here, Barbara. Thank you so much for having me. And it's a pleasure to meet you, Eric. Well, we're so glad to have you join us. And I have a first question for you. And that is, how did you become such a guru in the wellness industry? Well, I think the wellness industry found me in so many ways. Um, through my background, I've always been fond of the healing arts. And with that, I kind of 
segued into the nutritional aspect of it. Many years ago, after my second daughter was born, I started having some digestive issues and I had a nursing background and the medications and things that were happening at the time just weren't really helping. So I found these two incredible integrative functional medical doctors from Cornell and they sat with me and they actually asked me what my story was. And I said, my story, I said, I've never heard of a doctor sitting there with me asking me for my story. And I was telling him, you know, how it was a difficult pregnancy. And after that, my digestive system wasn't working well and the stresses of everyday life. And he said, okay, he said, let's get some food sensitivities going here. And then let's do this. And all of a sudden I was completely thrown into another world of integrative functional nutrition. And I'm first generation born Greek. So I have that wonderful background of farm to table, which has been around for thousands of years. And it's something that my parents have always been instituting in our whole family life. And I just went back into that whole scope of really aligning myself of having myself heal from the inside out and understanding that food is medicine. And Hippocrates did have it right 3000 years ago when he said, <laughs> you know, that food is medicine and medicine yes. is by food and all disease does begin in the gut, which is our second brain. And so that kind of catapulted me into the wellness, right? Our well uh, that we constantly draw from, you know, and that is our nutrition. You know, if you can't read it on a label, don't put it in your mouth. If you can't pick it from a tree or if it doesn't come from the ground, please don't eat it. Walk on the perimeter of the supermarket and not the middle because our health really does have a lot to do with what we put into our bodies nutritionally. And then I went back and got my certifications and my nutrition licensing and all that after that whole process. And I started working with the two doctors and here I am. So it's been a wonderful journey. Every day is a new beginning of health and wellness, especially with nutrition, mindset. It's the whole person and really having an understanding about what it does and how it impacts us on a daily level. So sustainability well, is key. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like you started with your own self-care. Yes. Searching out what worked for you. So how can these self-care practices, you've mentioned many of them just now, mm -hmm. but how can they help improve both mental health and our well-being? That's a great question, Barbara. So our mental health has a lot to do with our physical well-being. So our second brain, which is our gut, right? It's our microbiome. It actually has nine nerves connected to our brain. So every thought that we're thinking of is connected to our gut. So it hears everything. The Wait body a does. So you said nine nerves? Nine nerves that are connected so, from our so brain to our gut. When we're under stress or duress. Correct. And our stomach, we get butterflies or it feels upset. Yeah. That's, that's because That's our real. brain and guts are working together. Simultaneously, they are synergistically intertwined. It's a very synaptic you know, relationship that they have. It's very synonymous. So I'm a firm believer in that your belief system is what creates your thought process. Your thought process then creates your words. Your words then become your actions. And then your actions do become your reality. So what happens there is that our microbiome, now, we also know that it has over 500 million neurons, just like our brain, and it also has serotonin, which is 90% of it being made in our gut, whereas before we thought it was just made in our brain. So we have now, that beautiful- wait, let's back up. That's yes. the first I've heard this. Yes. So our serotonin, 90% of it is made in our microbiome, our gut. We have over 500 million neurons in our microbiome. So- it is constantly in communication with our brain. So the health and wealth of our mindset and our physical well-being is 
interconnected. It, you, there's no separation. So when our brain is feeling healthy, it's making healthier choices. Instead of going for the bag of chips and the ice cream and saying, wait a minute, maybe a bowl of blueberries will be better for me. Or you know <laughs> what? I'll sit down and have a couple of eggs this morning instead of rushing out the door and only having two cups of coffee loaded with milk and sugar. So when our brain is healthy, our gut is healthy and they have a beautiful balance. And it's like they do a dance. And when they're both happy, life is happy. When you're feeling happy, you're in a better mood. One elevates your mood, one depresses your mood, one causes anxiety. Food can also cause anxiety, depression. Our gut gets bloated. Then we have all these gassy issues. We don't feel well. We get brain fog if we're not eating the right foods. So it's very symbiotic. It's one and the same. Well, besides food, what are some self-care strategies or techniques that are particularly effective for managing stress and anxiety since we've made now made that connection between our brain and our gut? Mm-hmm. So this is really a very important question. And I get asked this with my clients on a daily basis. Most of them say, I have no time. And I say, absolutely, you have time. Even when you're sleeping, before you wake up in that beautiful dream state, And gratitude really rewires your brain, keeping a state of gratitude and being thankful for yourself first really rewires your brain. It's called neuroplasticity. So right in that beautiful dream state, like when you're in Delta, saying three things that you're grateful for while you're still in bed, you haven't even moved yet, just whether it's your family, your health, your job, whatever it may be. And then as you're lying there doing deep breathing techniques, which is the diaphoretic breathing, Okay, I'm it being helps positive, to calm. being grateful, and I'm deep breathing. And deep breathing, because what that does right there, it activates all the vagus nerves. It activates that beautiful delta wave, right? So we don't want to be up in here in gamma, that's 100 hertz per second. We want to be in delta, which is beautiful, soft, and energizing and nurturing. Mm-hmm. And as you're lying there, you can also say to yourself, you know, that I am safe, I am healthy, I am secured, and I am loved. When we say those four things to ourselves, we are starting our day in a state of abundance and not depletion. Would you say those one more time, please? So our whole audience can get those. So whether they're, you know, we're not going to talk about work-life balance, Mm -mm, but we're going to talk about self-care because Mm -hmm. some people are working outside the home. Many people are working inside the home. People that are retired, quote unquote, are often our listeners, and they are sometimes overwhelmed with their daily um, volunteer activities or stressed mm-hmm. about their golf game or whatever right, it right, might right. be. So let, let's say those kind of as a mantra one more time for me, the yes. four things. Before I get out of bed and I take my deep breaths, mm-hmm. what am I saying to myself? You're going to say to yourself that you are safe, I that you safe. are secure. secure. I am secure. I am healthy. I am healthy. And I am loved. And I am loved. Oh, those are so lovely. I just love that. Thank you. Me too. You're welcome. Because when we have that in our daily mantra, and we believe that with our heart and our soul, we become that. Right off the bat, you're starting your day with feeling safe which means a big deal to everyone. We have to have safety. We have to feel secure in our life. And love, the love of self comes first. And then health, right? Our health, it doesn't mean anything without those other elements that are all connected. Again, it's the whole person. And that takes what, 10 seconds? And I repeat that mantra, by the way, Barbara, all day long. Because when I'm going into a meeting or I'm meeting up with my kids or I'm going out to dinner or I'm networking, whatever the case is, 
all day long, you repeat that to yourself as you deep breathe and it just lowers the cortisol. It lowers your inflammation. It keeps your insulin, you know, markers in check. You're not going for that extra donut, that extra cup of coffee, that extra cookie. You're actually breathing. I'm going to use this when I want that extra piece of chocolate. Absolutely. As long as it's hundred percent organic and at least 85% dark cacao, it's the best chocolate. Okay. Dark chocolate is so good for you. Yes. It's the second and third piece. Okay. Stop eating. <laughs> so now that we have a mantra we can all do together, are there some cultural or societal factors that influence the perception and practice of self-care? Yes, there are. I find that in my uh, clients and also in, you know, the talks that I do across the nation and international as well. I was just in Ireland uh, a few weeks ago I was there at a medical uh, conference. And it's so interesting to me that um, being of Mediterranean descent, everyone in the afternoon takes their naps, right? In Greece, Italy, Portugal, Spain, because first of all, it's too hot. The naps are very, very important to us. So in the Mediterranean mindset, napping is very, very essential to our overall recharge, pressing pause, and also really um, revitalizing our batteries, our internal batteries. In the Asian culture, a lot of my Korean clients and uh, Japanese clients and Chinese clients Tea time is very essential in the afternoon. And it's a, it's a moment of gathering, you know, it's communication, it's feeling connected. And even though we're, you know, taking our naps and then reconnecting with our tea time or in Italy and Greece with a little espresso, the Greek coffees, right? And there's no such thing as a to-go cup, right? So you are meant to you're sit down. You're, you're in the moment, mm-hmm. right? You're in time as opposed to always being on time. And the state of being present and really nurturing that loving relationship that so so you know social uh exposure connection. connecting with people mm-hmm. and they're saying that you know with that societal aspect of self-care it's the whole experience it's not what you're just doing it's who you're with it's what you're drinking it's how you're going for a walk it's how you're forest bathing going for a hike it's grounding yourself in your backyard putting your feet you know into the grass it's listening to music i'm a huge music uh fan uh, my daughter was classically trained in opera and my husband's very much involved with the new york um music hall of fame and so we're always surrounded by musicians and classical pianists to opera to jazz we just had the 50th anniversary of hip-hop out here on the island so i just learned so much about all these different genres and i'm always surrounded by music which i love and it really is a beautiful part of your brain to always be stimulated too so all these different aspects of being connected um socially just think though, mm-hmm. the americans all we ever had were coffee breaks Coffee breaks yeah. or water, you know, go to the uh, water the, cooler, right? The water cooler, where <laughs> you catch you up, connect with someone for maybe five minutes. Doesn't work to work. Doesn't not work. The same is it? It's just not doesn't the work. Same. No, and I also feel that uh, during the COVID uh, years there, which seems so long ago, people were actually connecting on a different level on the Zooms because what I was doing then too, I was being asked to be their wellness ambassadors for many co- corporate companies, and it was so nice to see everyone connecting even then you know, literally in their lounge pants, you know, with their cup of tea, you know, and just sitting there and connecting on a different level. They let their guard down. They were exposing their vulnerabilities of how it was like, you know, being at home, uh, handling the children and also their corporate life situation and having their husband or their wife home, which they never saw that side of until it was that time (laughs) to make dinner. What do you mean that you have dinner? No, I've got the children. No, you've got the children. So it was kind of like a nice, you know, influx of balance, you know, trading back and forth. You might be the CEO at the, you know, office, but now also you're like, renegotiating some certain, you know, tasks at home. And 
it was interesting for the kids too, to also see their parents in a different light of how they are running a company or, you know, just being a grandparent or whatever the case may be. So it's a beautiful combination of really understanding each other's strengths and vulnerabilities and being of support to one another. So again, connection is everything to ourselves first. Self-care is the priority. Once you have self-acceptance and you have self-love, you can be the best version of yourself for other people. Well, that's a beautiful thought, but I will tell you, you also mentioned vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. So I can share with you that sometimes women in particular feel guilty or resistance to prioritizing their own self-care because they're givers, they serve their families, their friends, their clients. And do you see a difference in men versus women and some of that guilt or resistance to taking care of themselves first? Excuse the interruption. I know you're listening to Hightower's Keeping the Well and Wealthy podcast. But if you have questions related to these or other wellness and financial issues, please reach out to your advisor or go to hightoweradvisors.com to find a financial advisor near you. Now, back to Barbara. I 100% absolutely do, Barbara, and I'm glad that you're bringing this point up because it's it almost dates back. It's transgenerational, so it's almost a genetic encoding, if you will, of our brain cells. Well, we've been trained, by our <laughs> we've been own, trained right, own right? Parents and uh, parents, and, uh, aunts and grandparents, and. <laughs> true because we're of service, right? We're there for everyone. And it's a beautiful mindset to have. Yes, it's a beautiful skill set to also have because we do multitask. Uh, It's been documented that the woman's brain has five active regions on 24-7 and the man's brain only has two. And this is CAT scan, 100,000 CAT scans approved. And the reason for that is that men, you know, when they're thinking about their own self-care, they compartmentalize everything. So one box is for the mother, one box is for the wife, one box is for work, one box is for the children, and no, none of those boxes touch. So they're not allowed to touch, which is why men have a different form of self-care. They can't actually just shut off and take a nap no matter where. <laughs> because they can compartmentalize it. Whereas yeah. women, we're co- we're connected to everything. We, we're the super highway, you know, of internet, com- you know, emotions. Everything is connected to the kids, to who's picking them up, to the work, to the mother-in-law. Da, 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 da. So there is no off button. And we need to have an off button so that we can relax and take care of ourselves first. So the guilt comes from not understanding how to connect, disconnect that button, you know, and that pause button. We always feel that we need to be on and overcompensating and always doing because we need to feel productive. Yes and no. The most productive state. How do we turn it off? How can we take deep breaths saying, saying, you know what? This is my time. This is not self-indulgence. It's not being self-absorbed. It's not being narcissistic. This is self-preservation, not selfish at all. It actually is self-preservation because what happens there is that you're tapping back into you. When you build up your reservoir, when you're filling up your well, and that well is so important. When that well starts to get really low and there's nothing to draw from, guess what? We're depleted. Then we become irritable. Then we're not the best version of ourselves. Then it's always rush, rush, rush. And your levels of cortisol are going up. Then your inflammation markers are going up. And then we're not eating correctly. And we're snapping at this one. We're not having that level of balance. It comes from us first. So we have to press pause. We have to literally say, I need 15 minutes. Or I just need a quick, you know, coffee break just to myself to just calm down. I need to do some deep breathing exercises. I just want to take a walk around the block. I'll be right back. I hear you. But you know what? I need this time for me. So anyone that loves you and cares about you is not going to say no. I mean, unless it's like a three alarm fire going on. I'm now going to tell my husband. 
that when I start getting cranky, he just has to put up a hand and right. say, say, pause, pause, take a moment, dear. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's a loving thing to do for someone because sure. it's showing them that you care and it's showing them that you are supportive, that they need a timeout, a break, which sure. is wonderful. Mm-hmm. That timeout is important. Very much so, so. Are there some misconceptions or myths about self-care you might wish to address or discuss today? Yes, I do feel that there are many misconceptions and myths about self-care that is self-indulgent, that you are literally just looking like, you know, you need to be the priority and that you're number one. Yes, you are. And that is not a misconception. We need to honor that. We need to hold that to be our authentic, true self. We are number one, not in a narcissistic way or selfish way, but we need to prioritize our well-being. And by doing that, we're actually able to step into our self-care routines. This matters. I matter. Boundaries are extremely important. And the boundaries that we need to set forth are when we say yes to other people constantly, whether it's work-related, family-related, socially related, we're saying no to ourselves, And then we're putting ourselves on the back burner. And at the end of the day, you know, that could build up to resentment. That could also build up to not paying enough attention, you know, and all of a sudden you're not taking care of yourself and you've got type two diabetes, or you've got autoimmune issues, or you've got sleep disturbances. All of these things start to add up and it becomes like a toxic load. So you are the priority. You do need to put yourself first. And when you're doing that, you're taking the best care of yourself so that you can take care of your surroundings, your environment, your family, your work-life balance. You do need to be number one in your own self and your own self-sustainability because that's what it is. Self-care is not, you know, about going get your nails done, you know, and taking the salt of some salt bath and just, you know, it's not, it's self-sustainable when you're doing things that will sustain your life on a daily basis. It becomes part of your lifestyle. And that's what I really teach my clients. It's about lifestyle, creating that ebb and flow, creating that balance so that it feels like it's your life. It's not just self-care. It's who you are on a daily I basis. I like that. The mm-hmm. idea of self sustainability. It is. So Mm -hmm. taking care of ourselves. So I know there are some technology and digital tools or apps that can help support and enhance self-care practices. Can you make some suggestions on that? Sure. I ask my clients who have a hard time just like, you know, settling down and, and just staying focused to really look into the Calm app. I feel, feel that the Calm app is really one of the better ones because you can regulate that. There are many meditative apps that you can use also to just be quiet and press pause and get into your own, you know, state of just like a meditative, not a a trance, but just like checking out for a little bit, really pressing reset. A lot of the other ones that are very good too are Noom, N-O-O-M, for the whole aspect of the wellness program too. We're very busy and sometimes like myself, I spend an hour to an hour and a half with my clients, but people might not have that amount of time. You can get that app, which is Noom, and that has a behavioral cognitive app coach with it. It also has with that the different types of diets that work well. And I hate the word diet. It's lifestyle. What really, you know, blends for you. What are you allergic to? What are you sensitive to? And you go through that whole program. And then the other one is digital wellness, which is approved from the Mayo Clinic. And it also has the programs. It also has the, you know, doctors that follow up with you and coaches as well. So those are three really main apps that I use for my clients that are pretty much on the go all the time and don't have that hour to spend with a concierge coach like myself. Well, that's great. Maybe we can Mm -hmm. stick some of those in our podcast notes a little bit later. And I have a, I'm listening to all about the nutrition, the exercise, mindfulness, and 
you have a comprehensive approach. Is there an order in which you tell people to start with maybe just one of these and build on them? Or do you put together an entire program all at once? It just seems a little bit overwhelming sometimes. It does. And I'm so glad that you brought that up, Barbara, because what happens here is that you never want to stress out or overwhelm anyone. And whether it's a good thing that you're trying to teach them. So my approach is always baby steps. And we are as humans, nothing more than patterns and habits that lead to our experiences. So if we start off small and small meaning change one habit, even once a week. So let's say, you know, that I'm going to do maybe five minutes worth of self-care in the morning. I'm going to practice that mantra and do my deep breathing. I've just changed one habit in my lifestyle that week. Let's change another habit maybe. Maybe after dinner, instead of sitting there binging on Netflix, I'm going to go for a walk for 20 minutes after I've eaten. Now we've got two. We've got a habit and we've got a pattern that we just changed. Well, times that by Hmm. five, Monday through Friday, you've now created a new pattern and a new habit that's two new things. Let's maybe try on the weekend not having two or three glasses of wine, maybe one, right? Or maybe not having the whole half of the cake. Maybe let's just have one slice of the cake. Now, nutritionally- I like smaller steps. <laughs> this, this, this is it's achievable. Really small. No, that's small. good. Yep. And, and in fact, mm-hmm. it's interesting. My husband and I have said after dinner, let's just go even for a short walk. You know, instead of, as you said, watching TV or doing something that's more- Sedentary. Sedentary, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Instead of just sitting there, go it's out and true. take a walk. No, that's, I mean, just adding some of those. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you said one glass of wine. I was afraid yes. you were going to say no glasses of wine, but <laughs> it's, it's really important to maybe, you know, really relax, right? So I have the 80 20 rule. So Monday through Friday, let's be clean as much as we can be. Let's be sure. mindful and sure. conscientious of what we're eating. And I always have this approach to my clients as well. I say to them, is it helping me or hurting me? Let's look at that pantry. You know, if you can't read the labels on the food, please don't eat it. If, if you're looking at the genetically modified foods that have also, you know, unfortunately, you know, altered our pantries in the past 35 to 40 years, stay away from it. If it comes again from the tree, from the ground, eat it. And actually the less ingredients that you put on it, the better it is for your digestive system, your mind, your microbiome, your immune system. So those are really great practices to have looking at your pantry because our kitchen is the soul of our home and health happens there. And so how you apply that, put on the music, light a candle as you're cooking, sing, fun, because food is alive. It actually is synergistic with your soul. Uh, My children would always say when they were younger, I could always tell mom when you didn't have the opera on, the sauce didn't come out right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true because you're in the moment, you're actually enjoying it. And food does have the life, it's its own life force, right? And wine is very important. Wine has all of the resveratols. It has all the riboflavins. It's antioxidant, right? And it's very good for you. It's also anti-aging, just like I said that the dark chocolate is before, but, right? But it's social. It's wonderful. Isn't it? It's social when you're sitting too. with friends and having a glass mm-hmm. of wine. Very good for you. Just the social meeting. And my friends that don't drink at all, it's we still have a social time. Yes. They just have their own mocktail or beverage of choice, but it's just finding that centering time to have a nice conversation. It's true. So and important. It is, it is, Barbara. And then you're so relaxed. The guard comes down, you're with friends, you feel right. safe, right? You feel secure. You feel 
supported, you feel healthy in the moment, you're vibrant, you're having wonderful connecting conversations with each other, and just really being there for one another. I mean, there's nothing, I think, in my opinion, more beautiful and sacred as a female, you know, a sacred spirit that we have too with our girlfriends, right? It's like, that's the best form of therapy well, sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I had girlfriends that I met for lunch yesterday, uh-huh. and we were exchanging yoga apps ideas. I mean, it's it was fun. really funny. I mean, <laughs> things we talked about, I'm, you know, when we came home and my husband said, well, what did you discuss? And I said, well, probably nothing you'd be that interested in, but it was, it was fun because it was for us. Exactly. And that's so important. I mean, going out to lunch, having that, you know, girl date, and then the dynamic completely changes when we're all with our husbands. So I was just in Italy. I spent two and a half weeks there and I stayed at a beautiful 15th century villa with my dearest friends and their husbands. And the dynamic was just so wonderful and so beautiful. And the synergies of just the friendship alone and the eating and the drinking of the wine and the cheeses and the pastas. And the the, the landscape, place. Chianti, I mean, just Venice, everything. So, but that that whole memory, right? So that's what friendship's about. And it's there to help us, you know, go through everything that we go through in life. So it's Absolutely. beautiful. Mm-hmm. So you recently were in Ireland. Yes. And can you tell me at the conference, do people have the same issues that we're discussing today? I mean, is this an international issue about taking care of ourselves, trying to find ways to calm down, to reduce anxiety, to live healthier, to eat well. Tell me a little bit about that conference and what you learned. Thank you so much for that, Barbara. It was one of the most amazing and really just spectacular conferences that I have been to. I am actually right now being trained to becoming a havening practitioner. And there Mm. were 20- Would you repeat that again? Tell me, havening? Is this something that's in Ireland? No, it's it's actually in 26 different countries. And Hmm. the two doctors that actually instituted this entire technique by the name of Dr. Stephen J. Rudin and his brother, Ron Rudin, they're both medical doctors. And this has been in practice for over 15 to 20 years now. It's in 26 different countries. And most of them are all neurobiologists, neuroscientists, psychotherapists. So I was surrounded by all of my neuro geeks and it was wonderful. <laughs> I guess. And I had, I had the most wonderful time. And what we all talked about was self-care, our mind, our life, and how, you know, stress, anxiety, constantly being under pressure, the burnout that's happening, you know, the quiet quitting that's happening mostly here in the U.S., Everyone else is also feeling it around the world. And what the havening technique actually does is it helps you to calm your amygdala, which is your little Amy. And Mm. that's the fear center, right? Everything that we do is based on fear, anxiety. Is it a yes or no answer? You know, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Um, Am I fast enough? Am I fast enough? You know, all (laughs) of these things, right? So we're actually teaching our brain to reprogram itself. And Mm. it's really wonderful techniques. I do it like this. It's called hand washing. And it just calms And those that can't down. see you, yes. you're stroking your I'm palms stroking against my palms each other. Each other mm-hmm. right? And then the other one is taking from your shoulders down and a nice long stroke. It's just calming. It's feeling mm-hmm. safe. It's calming down your parasympathetic and sympathetic. So you're going from system. your shoulders down shoulders your upper arms down. to your elbows. So it, right. it's, it's kind it's of very self- soothing, soft yes, touch. Self-soothing. So soft Lovely. touch is amazing. And you can self-haven yourself. Dr. Kate if you Truitt. think about it, we do that with babies, don't we? To we calm actually them down. Do. We stroke stroke their backs. We rub their little feet. We give them that loving touch. That's exactly what havening is, Barbara. So 
how it was actually put into practice here. The baby is floating around in the amniotic fluid, right? It's being sure. given, coming down the birth canal. And the first thing that happens, it sees those fluorescent lights and the doctor just gives a cute little smack on Pretty the terrifying. Mind. Terrifying <laughs> trauma. So the baby is up here in gamma. It's like a hundred hertz per second. So what does the mom instinctively do? She puts the baby on her chest and she starts stroking the baby. Within a matter of minutes, the baby comes down to delta, which is one to four hertz and so that's what we're doing. Instinctively, we know touch is very soothing and very calming. So we are all experiencing these things globally. And to self-soothe, to self-regulate our emotions, to calm ourselves down, it costs nothing if there is no side effect. And you can actually re-regulate your breathing. Because the one thing that happens when we all get upset or anxious, we stop breathing. Mm. And so we have to really learn how to step back into our breath lower our shoulders, really become part of our whole journey. It's everyday process, right? New things happen constantly. Being flexible, adaptable, accepting of our life, accepting that we are always going to be changing and, you know, understanding that this is the process. It's journey. It's who we are and learning every day. I think that Mm -hmm. that helps us give grace to others, doesn't it? It does. When we feel better Mm -hmm. about ourselves and internally, maybe we can be a little more understanding of others. Yes. I really think that the key to life is compassion Mm. and kindness and really looking at it from another person's perspective, because we already know what we know about ourselves. but to see it from another person's, you know, perspective, to see life through their lens and to actually have that conversation, that level of communication, it opens the door for understanding, compassion, kindness, being there, holding that person in whatever way that they want us to be accommodating to them, to be of service for them. And being of service to me in life is one of the most rewarding, gratifying aspects of being a human being. A human is a human. And when we need to be there for each other and being supportive, volunteering is to me the most wonderful aspect of giving back. When you give back, you give give back to yourself so much more. And then you share that wonderful place of abundance with people that that you're volunteering. And and you're talking about gratitude again, Mm -hmm. because that's where it all comes from, Barbara. We understand. (laughs) And and I told you about my friend, Sarah Bonbronick. Yes. And who wrote Simple Abundance. And she spoke on one of our, our episodes on gratitude. And that was so lovely as well. And so hearing you establish every day with that sense of gratitude and the new mantra we're going to use. Catherine, this has been so much fun for me and I'm feeling so much calmer today too. Oh, thank you. I'm going to learn that havening process for myself. I'm going to try that before I go into some, as I know, stressful situations. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to try some of those and, and I will be better prepared and hopefully more understanding to the individuals with whom I have to address some difficult discussions. It's so wonderful to hear you say that, Barbara. And and Dr. Kate Truitt has on YouTube all of the self-havening videos too that you can see. She's lovely. Kate Truitt. She's a Truitt. Is it T-R-U-E-T-T? T-R-U-I-T-T. Truitt, yes. And she's a clinical psychologist. She's extraordinary. So to just teach you about it. And then she's got the whole neuroscience aspect of it too. So if you really want to get into the neurobiology of it, she's got that whole entire one hour program too. So it really is just incredible. And really understanding that we're all living in a state of grace every day, staying in alignment, trying to maintain homeostasis, right? That's the epitome of 
balance, when we have co- a cohesive relationship with ourself, when we're not resisting ourselves, when we're not in conflict with ourselves, we're not in conflict or resisting other people, other situations, learning how to respond, not to react. Take that deep breath and go, okay, let me count to five first, then I'll respond to you. Respond, not react. Mm, I've learned so much from you today, Catherine. Thank you for this. Let's see if I can just summarize a few ideas on Mm self-care above and beyond havening, which is new Mm -hmm. to me. I love hearing that. And the four sentences that we're going to use as our morning mantra. But you shared that it's not selfish to care for yourself and saying no to another person or a commitment is saying yes to yourself. And there are some apps and digital techniques available to help guide us through this journey, as well as some YouTube videos that you've just recommended to us. I'm looking forward to this. So before we invite Eric back to join us, my last question for you, Catherine, is this, how do you keep your well in wealthy? Oh, that's a great question, Barbara. I make sure that my well is basically being nurtured and supported every day. I'm making sure that I'm, you know, putting in what it needs on a daily basis of self-sustainability. So my well has sleep, it has exercise, it has, you know, work-life balance, it has family, it has socialization, it has nutrition, it has love, it has gratitude, it has growth, it has curiosity and creativity and all of those things that keep my well wealthy. And on music. a daily and music and my and music. music. I love my music. I love my music every day. My music. Yes. So all of those things are really important to put into your well. And then when you need one of those things to simply draw it up from the well, drink from it, plenish yourself on a daily basis, understanding that our body needs, you know, different things on a daily basis. So always go to that well, keep it full, keep it full of your abundance and keep it of the things that mean things to you moving forward, things that are really synonymous with your growth and really having a healthy, happy, vibrant lifestyle, because that's what the well is for. Oh, well, I'm going to be filling mine up and let's hear (laughs) what, and I'm not going to be walking down to the river to fish to fill up my water. So we'll bring Eric back and and see if he'll join us. Oh, thank you. This has been fantastic. So Eric, after hearing Catherine's suggestions, are you now inspired to engage in a little more self-care besides bicycling and kissing fish? Well, I'm telling you what, I get to end this podcast at some point today, <laughs> and I'm going to tell my wife that I now need to build a self-care and havening box, right? Because yes. you know, men have boxes, and oh, I agree 100%. Yeah. I know there's a comedian out there, I can't remember their name, but they talk about the boxes and you know how women are kind mm-hmm. of just a ball of wire. Everything's That's connected right. to each other, and I love that. It's such a wonderful example. And so, yeah, I'm going to start creating my havening and self-care box. There you go. Well done. Perfect. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And it's been a wonderful, absolutely fun-filled afternoon. And thank you both for making this space for me to join in on your podcast and creating this level of abundancy in our lives. Thank you, Barbara, for what you do. And Eric, it was a pleasure meeting with you as well. Pleasure meeting you also. We wind up. I want you to know that we can contact Catherine Canadeo at her email, which is Catherine, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E at katherinecanadeo.com. So it's Catherine at C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-C-A-N-A-D-E-O.com.
and she's on LinkedIn too. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and Barbara, I know that you do this podcast for many different reasons, but there are a lot of advisors that need this. They need, number one, they need the self-care. You know, number two, yes. they need to also, in my opinion, they need to share this with their clients because a lot of their clients are stressed out because we know the major media is out there telling us all the doom and gloom things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this kind of stuff is perfect. So thank you so much for providing this for the listening audience. It's such a joy to be with you every time. So thank you. And of course, our last thank you goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Keeping the Well and Wealthy with Barbara Archer. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Barbara comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. We humbly ask you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thanks for listening today. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to go out in the world and make a difference. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Well in Wealthy with Barbara Archer, sponsored by Hightower. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Wealth Advisors. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Wealth Advisors is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Some investment professionals may also be registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is neither indicative nor a guarantee of future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Wealth Advisors and Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates make no representations or warranties expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the information or for statements or errors or omissions or results obtained from the use of this information. Hightower Wealth Advisors and Hightower Advisors LLC assume no liability for any action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced in the document. Such data and other information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates do not provide tax or legal advice. This material is not intended or written to provide and should not be relied upon or used as a substitute for tax or legal advice. Information contained herein does not consider an individual's or entity's specific circumstances or applicable governing law, which may vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction and be subject to change. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for related questions.